Welcome everyone to this week's Really Big Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Chizuk. I am joined by my not-alcoholic drinking co-host, acronym... Found Sparkling Cider. Is it good? Yeah. Nice. I'll try a little. Yeah. It's tasty. <laughs> ah. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not quite cider. It's um, but it's cidery. It's got enough of the flavor. Yes, that's that, uh, what I want. Yeah, not bad at all. Considering that you don't have any cider mills once it gets cold out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I can't believe I knocked our sign over. Oh uh, yeah, before we started. Yeah, he leaned back and knocked it over. Accidentally it took us long to get in here. I was. I stretched <laughs> and it went clunk. I knocked down poor salad fingers. <laughs> so we are here, as always, for uh, this week's Really Big Fan Podcast. This week we do have a guest. His name is Justin Valentine. You may remember him from the One Fall Show and you know him from his current show, Roar Around the Ring, or as the patron saint of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> He's just our patron saint of Christmas. He certainly is mine. That's for sure. <laughs> Boy loves it. We need to put him on a candle or something. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we're going to be talking to him about his favorite holiday that he's a really big fan of. Uh, before we get there, though, how about a couple headlines? How about him, eh? How about him? How about him? Let's start with a short one. All right. Uh, Andre Brogner, the two-time Emmy-winning actor of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, has died at the age of 61. Yes. So say, say a little prayer for that guy. Yeah. He was very, very good at it. He was like the Ron Swanson of uh, of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I didn't even watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I've seen so many clips of him specifically Yeah, that I'm like, no, I feel like I know what that character is. <laughs> right. I've also got uh, that Dog Star, which is Keanu Reeves' band, has been making the rounds. And I'm going to take this moment to have a little soft uh, soapbox moment here. If you're photographing a band that has a famous person in it, you also do have to photograph the rest of the band. You know a band consists of how many people? How many people are in a band? <laughs> at least three. At least three. Sometimes, sometimes two, two. But at least... If you're counting the royal blood. Right. But I, I would say at least three. Yes. Keanu is great. Keanu is awesome. Don't just post pictures of Keanu. Right. There are other dudes in that band who probably feel very outshined and not in the cool. Yeah, but at the same time, way. Keanu doesn't have to be in the band if he doesn't want to be. No. So he's just having a good time. And they're going out on tour, which means that like they're probably making some money doing it. So A... They're probably Keanu's friends anyway, so yeah. they just enjoy being in a band with him, whether they get pictures of him or anything. But B, they're probably, they're Keanu's friends, so they're probably getting well taken care of anyway. I kind of am curious if they're flying or they're driving, just because I want to know if Keanu's a bus guy. I, I think, once again, Keanu doesn't have to be in a band anymore, no. so I would have to imagine that if he's still playing with music with his friends, he wants the full experience. They're probably so. still piling into a van. I hope so. Because I feel like that would be like, it would take away the band part of it if you're traveling by plane, I feel like. Oh, but. but I wonder if he can get around by bus or if like he just gets swarmed every time. Mr. Reeves, come on our show. 
and answer these very important questions. I I did not apply for that show because I had to work that night at Magic Bag. Right. So I wearing sandals in that picture. No. Oh no, those are boots. Um, but I. I did not apply for it, but then I saw the photos that came out after, and I was just like, guys, there's more than one guy in the band. What are you doing? <laughs> Which is my argument for Paramore as well, because I feel like everybody just took pictures of Haley. Right. Like, there's two other people plus a touring band. Stop being disrespectful. I will get off my soapbox now and let right. you tell something else. <laughs> well, you mentioned the the passing of that actor from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, yesterday, the voice actress for Air Razor in the original Transformers Beast Wars cartoon, uh, Pauline Newstone, passed away. I saw it in a bunch of my Transformers groups. People were, were very upset. I wasn't a Beast Wars guy, so I don't know that I've even... I've watched some Beast Wars episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I got to the point that she was in the show. I only know the, the Beast... Or the... um. Michelle Yeo version. Right, the one from the movie. Mm-hmm. I am only a movie person, and then I've seen That's some cartoons. Fair. That's fair. I've seen I, some cartoons, but what they're not even like the normal cartoons. They're like the the ones that they've put out recently. Oh, the EarthSpark stuff. Yeah. Yeah, or no, the, it wasn't EarthSpark. Yeah, that was EarthSpark, yeah. yeah. And then I watched some of the other ones. There was that one where like uh, Grimlock was a human person at one point and I was like why does he talk like that yeah and you're like no he talks like that when he's like in robot or not not the dinosaur form yeah they decided during uh I can't remember it was like Bumblebee Adventures or whatever but like they decided during that that particular cartoon that when Grimlock is in person form then he talks like a Shakespearean actor but when he is in dinosaur form then he gets dumb <laughs> Me, Grimlock. <laughs> so that way we can have two Grimlocks. No, I love it. Um, also, we're speaking of uh, speaking of a death watch, uh, the Washington Post revealed last week, thanks to the president and CEO of Entertainment Software Association, that E3 is officially dead. So E3 is the conference, right? Yeah, it's where they would reveal, you know, what the new games were going to be going forward. You'd get, uh, you know, big big trailer reveals or you you would uh, way back in the day it, the public was not allowed in and it was just for like um the you know like the guy that runs Kmart and the guy that runs Toys R Us and that kind of stuff but they would set up the booths so that you could see the game in action you could play a little bit of it they could yeah, talk like to you about it show more right exactly to kind of you know convince people hey you're gonna want this this game and and the press would be in there and then uh about maybe like 20 years ago they decided ah we'll just let the public in and it turned into what it was Mm -hmm. uh but thanks to thanks to covid and uh the fact that the internet exists and game game companies discovered during covid like yeah we're not going to have an e3 but we can just put our stuff on youtube we can just stream our stuff on twitch Mm mm-hmm all our announcements and stuff, or we can wait for the game awards, like you know, a lot of them do. Um, that E three was just not a necessity anymore. Wow, end of an era, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. Also, I mentioned last week that the uh, the GTA six uh, trailer had been announced, and they showed a whole bunch of different things in the game because it's supposed to be set in like the GTA version of Florida. Uh, there's a dude called the Florida Joker. Mm-hmm. That there's a screenshot that looks like his arrest yes. picture. Uh, he wants $2 million. 
Honestly, I can't I can't argue with that. Like, I mean, maybe that's a lot of money. Yeah. They clearly took it based off of him. Right. And created this thing that was based on him. And even though it's not exactly him, the fact that they admitted it, that it was from like the Florida sure. stuff, everybody that is in that game depicted to a degree should be receiving something out of that. Yeah. Not just a copy of the game. Right. And it's just my two cents. I feel like they're not in the wrong. <laughs> yeah, $2 million seems kind $2 of steep. $2 million is I mean, a lot, but like... It's a GTA game. They're going to make yeah, a ton of money. Ton of so that's money. why you put that price tag on it. Well, and with negotiating stuff like that, you always want to go a little higher. So when they try to bring you down, you end up where you want to be. So even if yeah. he asks for $2 million, even if they give him $1 million, that's better than anything else i mean guy looks like a jailbird so <laughs> well yeah that's true he's got his mug shots and he, he tattooed his face so you look like the jared leto joker that's why he's called florida joker <laughs> that's... i'm not saying he's smart i'm just saying he deserves money <laughs> <laughs> did you happen to see the uh golden globe nominees i did not last of us is in the best tv drama winner category absolute winner yeah because the other ones i we've not watched is 1923 the crown the diplomat the morning show and succession i feel like i've heard people has it will probably win just because of exposure yeah or the crown i've heard people a lot of people talk about the crown people like the crown too but not the last of us last of us would definitely be our choice last of us was fantastic give me pedro (laughs) uh there's a company that is called uh, FNTastic, who just released a game called The Day Before. Uh, it was supposed to be like a zombie MMO mashup of The Last of Us and The Division. Um, within a week, they they essentially, I, I think somebody on this Kotaku article, I can't remember who, who wrote it, but said they're essentially speed running how to, uh, how to fail in the video game industry. Oh, they launched the game. They got review bombed on Steam because the game was awful. Uh, the company announced they were closing and then turned off their website, their YouTube, their Discord, and the owner's Twitter account got removed from Steam, promised full refunds, and has continued to post to the uh, to the fantastic social media during it, even though they got rid of their YouTube, their Discord, and their website. And the CEO's Twitter. Right. And part of it is uh, because somebody had tweeted at them, unbelievable, you guys hyped this game up so much and this is the end result. You guys are an absolute disgrace to the video game industry. And they tweeted back, this was our first big experience. Shit happens. I mean, honestly, like, if you can't handle being roasted on twitter as a public company then right you really shouldn't be doing it like i know we've talked about how i don't have the thickest skin in the world when it comes to stuff and why i don't really use my tiktok is because of that but like i'm a person yeah and people are attacking things personal about me if you have someone critiquing a video game that's been made by multiple people and you guys can't handle being critiqued then yeah, you don't need to be on there. I think that may be the fastest like a game has released and then shut down. Yeah. And immediately like pulled it and, and gave fucking 
refunds. I, I don't ever remember another video game story that's like that. And speaking of uh, video games, so Valve released like their version of, it's almost like the Switch, called the Steam Deck. And they, uh, a, about a month ago, had to put out a public, uh, like a public service announcement on their socials saying, please don't put your Steam Deck in the microwave. Um, this one's a little less insane. Why? <laughs> so, people wanted to see what would happen. Anybody on Twitch who was watching my face just now, <laughs> like, I, what? What? I would never put my fucking Switch in the microwave. Why does that even need to be said that don't put your Steam Deck in the microwave? <laughs> on December 12th, via Kotaku, Reddit user Metapod100 shared a screenshot showing them asking Steam support if it was safe to inhale the exhaust fumes from the Steam Deck's top vent. Why does it have exhaust fumes? Well, well, it has a, like it has a smell, like with a fan blows through the the circuitry to keep it cool, and and it gives off like a smell. Um, and uh, Steam replied, as with all electronics, it's generally not recommended you inhale the exhaust fumes on your device. Well, there are no safety concerns with general usage. Directly inhaling devices vent fumes should be avoided. We understand that it may be a meme, but please refrain from this behavior for the safety of your health. Steam support. The world deserves to be in flames and die. <laughs> like, if, if you... Over Steam? No, I am saying, how stupid can you be? So I think I know the answer to this next question. You've never actually smelled your Switch after no. you've been playing it for a minute? No. It's a very pleasant smell. I'm also not the one that stuck the cartridge in my mouth. Yeah, well, you should. Just, <laughs> just once. No. Just to see... Just so you have that experience and you know, for those of you who haven't, uh, ever since the beginning of the Nintendo Switch, they, they coat the cartridges in a... Non-tasty... Yeah, like a, a specific thing that when you put it to your tongue, it tastes like a burnt tire. <laughs> I, I really do understand how some people just like explode their hands on fireworks and stuff because people are dumb. And then they uh, they get upset when they're in a Grand Theft Auto trailer and want money for it for doing something stupid. Once again, <laughs> if he wasn't completely depicted in such a fashion to where you could tell it's just a digital version of him, uh, if it wasn't that spot on, I would not have an issue with that. Right. It's too much like his likeness at that point. If celebrities can do that, so can an idiot from Florida who looks like the Joker. Fair enough. <laughs> well, that's all I got for headlines. You ready to get in the Christmas season I spirit? I more for you. Okay. Just because uh, today is today is Taylor Swift's birthday, my dudes. Um, not that I'm excited about that necessarily, but on the WWE account, they decided that they were going to walk around backstage and find out whose favorite songs of Taylor Swift's are there. Okay. So, Chelsea Green loves uh, I Knew You Were Trouble, and she right. sang it and then pointed out that she used to sing it about her ex-boyfriend all the time. <laughs> uh, there's a song called The Man, which, of course, Becky Lynch. Becky must love that song. Uh, Look What You Made Me Do is the Miz's favorite Cruel Summer is uh, Nikki Cross's favorite. All right. Dominic Mysterio loves Love Song and mine. Um, uh, Cody Rhodes loves the song Style. And uh, 
apparently he also likes James Dean and they roasted him on if he knew all the words or not. Um, Damien said that he likes take it easy and then they started chastising him that he was a Swifty and he refuses to play along. <laughs> the Miz then admitted that he loves the entire Reputation album, which does not shock me at all because that's completely based on revenges. Okay. And then we have, uh, is it Jimmy or Jay Uso that says yeet? That's Jay. Jay. So Jay does not know Taylor Swift's music, but thinks she's hot. And then <laughs> proceeded to just get yeet. <laughs> of course, because that's his thing. So, even even though they've had a, a cease and desist from yeah. an independent wrestler. Now, the comments are people just roasting the WWE going, this is so stupid. This is pandering. This is whatever. But honestly, I pandering to who? Well, I think that they're they're calling them out for like getting on the Taylor Swift train because it's her birthday. It's an algorithm pleaser. Whatever. Yeah. Which, like all of us do it. Screw you. Um, But at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, don't just let people like what they like and stop being such a baby about things. I only know, like, Taylor Swift's first album. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I'm just saying with anything, it's like when people get mad about Spotify rap to, like, people talking about their music. Yeah. You're just like, let people enjoy things. Yes, they Spotify needs to pay more people, but, like, let people enjoy things. Yeah, give us at least five minutes to be happy about something. Yeah, without telling people that they suck. Well, we're going to give JV more than five minutes to be happy about something. Yes. And I behaved very well. You did. I did. You did. I deserve a cookie. We actually found a middle ground Mm -hmm. between the two of you. Mm -hmm. What was it? You're going to find out next. Welcome back, everyone, to the Really Big Fan Podcast. We've got a returning guest and somebody that I've known for quite a few years. He is the host of Roar Around the Ring. And in my life, the patron saint of the Christmas season, Mr. JV Justin Valentine. Welcome back to the show, Justin. What's up, friends? I miss you guys so much. I miss seeing you on the regular, that's for sure. I know. I know. We we definitely uh haven't haven't been together as much, but we did get to go to SummerSlam together and that was a blast. That was a good time. SummerSlam was a good that was a night. That was that was, that was beautiful. I'm not I'm a huge fan of Ford Field, not gonna lie, as a venue for stuff right other football games uh but that was a great time loved it i feel like the sound didn't really work in there the way that it does in lca like that it sounds better in lca like it was cool it was a great experience but it's just like lca is just a little bit better for that type of stuff i feel like yeah and i think for for me it's it's one of those things any concert i've seen there it's just i've never enjoyed it i've yeah. never not i really hope only one pilots or any of my bands do not go there because man, I do not want to go there for a concert. What was the where where did we go for was it Meadowbrook? Like, yeah, Meadowbrook. Yeah, we did Meadowbrook for <laughs> da- um Death Cab and Postal Service. And that is like Chuck goes, Yeah, never again. Don't want to go to that venue ever again. Like I'm done. <laughs> I want well, New venues I've never been to. Huh? Actually. That one you haven't been to? Yeah, it's weird. It's like you have to park like really far away and sometimes you have to walk through like the woods to get there and they didn't turn on the lights. So we were all walking in the dark with our cell phone lights. It was going, very, we're going to get robbed or murdered. It was very Blair Witch. Yeah. <laughs> Love, did you get you in the mood before you go to a concert? That's right. 
Well, as I said in your introduction, you are in my life the patron saint of Christmas. Everyone knows that uh, you love the Christmas season. Uh, your catchphrase is basically, give it to me. Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we figured we'd have you on during the season here to talk about why you are a really big fan of Christmas. Where did it all start? I mean, as a kid, I feel like a lot of kids feel this way. Christmas is always the most exciting holiday uh, you know, of the year. For me, it, it just—it's it, always been that way. Uh, as a kid, it was the excitement, of course, for presents. That feeling, uh, you know, the stereotypical feeling you see and hear about in every Christmas movie. You know, you wake up and see the, the presents under the tree. Like that feeling, that vision every year as a kid was always so exciting. Um, I always went to bed nervous Christmas Eve because, of course, when you think Santa's real. It's one of those nervous things of like, God, please go to sleep because what I don't know is about to be in my house. Right. Uh, and, and, and stuffing some stuff underneath the tree in the living room. So, you know, go to sleep. Uh, as I've gotten older, it's just what, I mean, I'm a very emotional person. Okay. I'm a very outgoing emotional person. And I'm, I'm very much somebody that takes a lot of time to appreciate what I have and the people I have. Um, I'm definitely that friend that will randomly, you guys know this, I'll tell you how much I love you. I'll tell you, randomly tell you how much you mean to me, right? And for a lot of people, they don't do that until this time of year, whether it's because right. of Christmas, because it's the end of the year, they, they they take the time, they're off work, they're off whatever, to reflect on what they are thankful for for Thanksgiving and, and what they appreciate. So to see so much of that around me this time of year, that's why I love it. I absolutely love it. Do you have any other holidays that you like? Obviously, Christmas is your number one, but do you have any other holidays that are very near dear to you? I mean, I wish Thanksgiving was taken a little more seriously, I guess. I know it's very close to Christmas. Um, Thanksgiving's definitely, at least in my world and, and from people I talk to, it feels like Thanksgiving's that thing where it's like, yeah, if, you know, we'll do something maybe if I got time. If not, we'll do something small. Christmas is the one that everyone's like, you know, Holy crap! Let's get together and you know, big thing, that party, whatever. Um, emotionally speaking, not necessarily. Um, I think, and this is going to be the most random thing in the world. For at least, it's a whole different reason from what I just said. There is something about St. Patrick's Day that gets me excited every year. All right, not necessarily just the drinking and the partying side of it, but. Right. Saint- Day, it always, you know, and, and talk speaking about living in Michigan, it always feels like the first day of the year that is nice. Yeah. Right? Interesting. Okay. Sunny. It, it always seems that, to work out that way. Even if it goes back to being snowy for, you know, the rest of March and into April, for some reason, St. Patrick's Day, it always feels like it's almost 60 degrees. It's sunny for the first time in like five months. And that excitement is, is something that I always catch on to. So it's a very random one and a whole different reason, but it's just one that's always stuck out to me. Now, I get that, though, because I feel like people people don't go into St. Patrick's Day wanting to have a chill time. Like, if oh. you're celebrating St. Patrick's Day, you're going balls to the wall with it, whether it's like, I always end up at a Dropkick Murphy's concert somehow. Like, even when I don't buy tickets, I end up at a Dropkick Murphy's concert that week. And that's okay. usually my St. Patrick's Day. But, like, I wake up every morning on St. Patrick's Day and I watch Boondock Saints, I eat some potatoes, and then yep. I listen to my St. Patrick's Day playlist. 
Like, even if I have to do something, if I have to go to work or I have to go somewhere, this still happens no matter what. So I, I can kind of understand that one. Uh, you, you don't feel any feelings about Halloween or are you not really as much of a Halloween person? Because that's my Nigerian. That's my Christmas. <laughs> I know a lot of people around me, including yourself, that's huge in the Halloween. For me, though, I grew up, I'm allergic to nuts. Okay. Oh. Um, so... I stopped trick-or-treating at a very young age because it got very depressing uh, to come home and over half my candy be taken out of my bag because I could not eat it. So right. it just went to the point where I just kind of X'd out on Halloween at a young age and never really got back into it. I mean, the turning point for me is, so the small Hershey bar, it's weird. The regular size Hershey bars I can eat. If you enlarge them, I cannot. If you shrink them, I cannot. Makes Great. no sense. But if you read the packaging, the regular size, like what you make s'mores with Hershey bars, nothing about nuts. But if you read the packaging for the minis and the big ones, it may contain nuts. No idea no. why. Yeah. I so found what? that a hard way on Halloween because now I didn't have a reaction, thankfully, but I thought, hey, it's chocolate. I got, to, I, you know, chocolate that I can actually eat. Got excited. Thankfully had it in front of my mom and it was a beautiful sight because I opened it and tossed it in my mouth. And as I did, she just wanted to be extra safe. And as I did, she's like, just, just, just careful, check it. And I have it on my tongue. I'm like, uh, 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 uh. So, I, <laughs> so I got this like resting on my tongue best I can, you know, use your tongue for good things. And, <laughs> and I read it and may contain nuts. And I'm like, Oh, and just spit it out. And that was like the turning point where I'm like, Halloween sucks. <laughs> See, I had no idea that you had that because I know Kate has it where like she can't even smell it. And yep. there was a, there were like an incident where I was in the hallway and I'd gone into somebody's office and I grabbed a Snickers, just like a little mm -hmm. miniature Snickers. And I popped it in my mouth and then I turned the corner and she was at the end of the hall where my office was filing something. And I was like, I just stopped. And she's like, what? And I go, I'm eating the Snickers. I need to go around. And she's like, you're probably like, no, no, I'm not going down there. And like ran down the stairs. So I, like, I'm glad that you're not that severe, but. <laughs> I, I always tell people you can eat it, you know, whatever. Just don't kiss me when you leave. That's all. That's how I am about lactose. There you go. Have yep. all the cheese you want. Just, you know, keep it away from me. <laughs> keep it away from me. So, yeah. I'm that, really happy because I'll. Dude. already we have kind of bridged the gap because you're the Halloween person, Justin is the Christmas person, and you guys have kind of been the opposite sides of the coin, but we found the middle ground with St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah, there we go. So just that that's what it means is me and Justin need to go out on St. Patrick's Day. Right. Exactly what it means because Amy and I fight about a lot of things. I like yes. each other so much, but we argue about a lot of things. Right. So St. Patrick's Day, which is also only five days after my birthday, so it, it works out as well. There you uh, go. You know, so it's that time of the year where it's like, it's my birthday, then it's St. Patrick's Day, it's getting warmer. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, maybe that's that one day of the year that Amy and I can get along if we're left in a room together. <laughs> no, I was thinking too, because we, so this is probably somewhere in your list of questions, but I'll jump to it as like, somebody told me you haven't been to Bronner's. Is this true? Yes. Erica, yeah, it was probably Erica. You know, shout out to Erica. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I oh, really haven't. I, I know, I know. It's like the Mecca of Christmas lovers in Michigan. It's true. And it, 
and I know we were hopefully planning a trip. Was it last year or a couple of years <laughs> oh, ago? Yeah, something yeah. like last year we wanted to go or something. Yeah. It just didn't yeah. happen. Well, road trip. I, I'm down. I there's no reason why I haven't gone. It just hasn't really come up. I mean, my my family's not anti Christmas, but like I'm the I'm the most Christmas person I have. You yeah. know what I mean? And I you know so no one else really shares the passion that I do for it. So I don't really have anybody to be like, come on, let's go. And they're like, hell yeah, let's go. And I really don't want to drag anybody with me that doesn't want to be there and just Good. like mood, you know, and I'm, you know, running around, look at this, look at this. And they're just like, great. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, we haven't been to Frank and youth together before. No, we've been in separate situations. But like when I found that I was like, okay, we just need to take, Justin two Bronners and film him yeah. running around in there being so excited because it's going to be hilarious you but it'll be like amazing that. for you because you'll be like oh my god there's so many ornaments there's so many things I want like it's I, like same workshop <laughs> down for you guys to to kidnap me and take me for a <laughs> and just take me there take me shopping I'm down yeah. uh, nice nice <laughs> so have you ever had a bad Christmas? Oh, good question. Um, no, not no. necessarily. Like, fortunate. I mean, the only thing, the only thing that I can feel like I feel like could ruin my Christmas is if something tragic happened, like right around or on yeah. Christmas. And I don't. I've. I fortunately, a lot of that happens in the summer for me. I don't know why. Like, I've noticed that. You know, any like deaths in the family and stuff like that. Um, no, I don't think so. I, I don't, you know, family, family's always family, you know, they're going to family, sure. uh, you know, so there's been incidents in, in, in the terms of like, you know, arguing and fighting. Cause here's my, okay, here, I'm going to call up my mom. So, and this hasn't ruined Christmas at all, but there's always like, you know what, we've done the same thing on Christmas Eve tradition every year. My mom hosts, right? When I lived there, she hosts to this day. Now, even when I don't live with her, but she still hosts. Uh-huh. Every year she acts like like the the weeks leading up to it, she doesn't know what we're gonna do. Like it's never just the yeah, I know, you know, tradition, same thing, you know what we're right. gonna do. She always makes it a I don't know. I don't I can see <laughs> I don't know if I wanna do it because of this and that and you know, I don't know what I wanna make, if I wanna cook and I don't know. And then like it always like no matter what argument or whatever goes through the same result at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody like, around the dinner table having a nice Christmas. Yep. And same location. She's making the same stuff. My mom, all a Christmas tradition, these raisin tarts that used to be for my, my grandpa. And now that he's no longer with us, I'm keeping the tradition alive. Nice. It is, oh my, these raisin tarts that she makes, it's like an oatmeal bowl that she puts like raisins in like uh you know, baking syrup or whatever in it. Oh, it is so good. Yeah, it she sounds delicious. She only makes it for Christmas because it is very difficult for her to make. So, but like, so stuff like that and like same location, same people invited, same everything. The same result every year. And, but the process getting there is always the headache of, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I want so, I don't know if maybe we go somewhere else or I don't know if I want to do it. And then the same shit. So now, now that I've gotten older, 
you know, whenever someone checks in, if she even tries, I'm like, I'm not having this conversation with my mom. We know where this is going to go. We all know where we're going to be at Christmas Eve. We don't need to talk about it. I'll tell you what. Like, we don't need to have this conversation. So, no. I feel like when I was a kid, I felt like, you know, when you had your family around and you were doing stuff together, like, it, there is something very grounding about having everybody around the table, whether it's like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Yeah. And like, even in my lack of family now, I still am always like, no, you have to have a good meal. You have to, like, you realize, you see that. It's like, we don't even have an actual dining table. I end up having to break out like my art folding table to sit at. But like, I, every time I'm like, I have to make food. Like, that is the one weird wifey thing I do. Like, I, it has to, there has to be a full spread of food or else it does not feel like a holiday. Right. And it's like Thanksgiving and Christmas is those two things. Like, I'm like, I can't not do it. Yeah, I've been fortunate. My mom is absolutely positively amazing and she, you know, loves to cook and bake. I'm the regular, right? So yeah. when it comes to Christmas, when it comes to holidays, you got to imagine that's times 10. That's just, that's just added to my Christmas experience growing up and I still have it, you know, to, to have that, to have someone that loves to do it, that wants to do it, that does it so well, uh, never fails every year, you know, and it, it, it's changed, right? And I guess I don't want to call it bad, a bad Christmas, but I'm not, I don't love change, right? Sure. I, 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 you know, and I don't think anyone really does. And especially when it comes to something consistent, something tradition wise, whatever, even as something as the job, right? Like I've been at the job I'm at for years and do I love it all the time? No, but the idea of not doing it on the daily is a little scary, right? When you've been doing something for so long and you know, it's all positive talk here. It's Christmas, but like the first Christmas where stuff changed because it used to be extended family and certain grandparents passed. We all know how that goes to families. So that first Christmas where it was something new, it felt weird. I won't say it was bad, but it felt weird. We were usually going to this spot every day, every year on Christmas day. And these certain people were here every year on Christmas Eve. And now that's not the case anymore. But right. I know I'm used to what we do now, but that first Christmas where it just, we weren't doing what we normally do. It didn't fully feel like Christmas, like it normally does. Now it does. Yeah. So I guess but that's fine. Cool, like a bad Christmas that I, you know, could say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think my bad Christmas was COVID Christmas. Last that's, year. Yeah, we both got COVID Christmas. Last year was the worst Christmas I ever had. Oh, so yeah. bad. Well, both getting COVID and I was I was dog sitting at someone else's house. So we were in separate houses on top of that. Yeah. So- uh, it was rough, but that's like probably the worst one in the, in a long time. <laughs> that's, you actually brought up another good, no, I say another good one as if it's a good thing, but uh, 2020, of course, Christmas is weird. And there was, you know, there was a whole thing because the majority of our family wanted to just keep it, you know, in house. Yeah. Right. And then we had one extended family member that's normally with us on Christmas Eve and they wanted to still be there. And it just turned into that whole thing. And that was the weird thing about the pandemic in general, you know, and I get it. I'm not mad at anyone for feeling this way, but it was just, it hurt certain people when certain friends or family members were like, Hey, yo, I don't want to be in the same house right now. Yep. You know, and, and, and you can understand why we felt that way, but you can also understand why they felt like, but damn, I'm your family. Oh, yeah. Like, right. It's just the 
it's a situational thing. So that was something we dealt with on Christmas that became a whole thing. Um, but that 2020 was weird. 2020 Christmas Christmas was weird for, for everybody. So uh, I made up for it in 2021. My favorite Chris. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm an asshole when it comes to being I'm the little brother. So I'm used to it. Um, so here's what happened. Christmas Eve, everyone's at the house. You know, my brothers I have two older brothers and I have a shirt that says favorite son, which you guys I'm, I'm sure have seen. Right. Oh, that is the running joke. It's not a joke. It's for real. But that shirt actually came from a prank I pulled on my my brothers on Christmas Eve. Uh-oh. My mom had just gotten a new job, and she had to write down her emergency contacts. And I can't remember why it came out, but it came out that I was the only of her three sons that was put down as her emergency contact. <laughs> reason for this is because I am the only one that if she calls right now, she, she will get a response. Yeah. Even if I'm busy, she'll get a text like, hey, what's up? I'm busy or whatever. She'll at least get some form of response where she'll go days without hearing from the other ones and you could call them and we'll get like, that's just how they are. So, of course, I had fun with that. And that happened right before Christmas. So what I did is I had Santa, a.k.a. bought myself a present, two presents. It was two shirts. And the first shirt said favorite son, as you guys have seen. Yep. The second shirt was a Ghostbusters shirt that said, who are you going to call? Because I was the emergency contact, so you're going to call me. So I bought those for myself. They had no idea. I wrapped them. I said, from Santa to (laughs) my mom knew I was doing this and played along. And, you know, it came time to, uh, you know, the uh, presents and everything. And she was passing them out. She gave me mine. And I played it off. I I just, I was out on the floor and I picked up the shirt. Mom. Hey, for real and my brother's eyes just got like mama. <laughs> much so she didn't necessarily lie but she was just laughing so they're like are you mom are you serious right now <laughs> pull out the who are you gonna call her i'm like who are you gonna call oh because i'm, I'm the emergency cat mom <laughs> oh man and yeah so they did not love that i still have those shirts but yeah that was a, a wonderful christmas eve I didn't know you were the little brother, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm the I'm the baby of my entire family, extended family included. I mean, there's babies now, people, you know, my cousins. Right. And, yeah. But from the original, immediate, you know, and extended family, I'm the youngest everywhere. This is why they tolerated you guys so much in uh, One Fall Show, is yes. that he's the little brother, so he's already used to being treated like he's five years old. Right. Like you're you're the boy, and you're like I am. I I legal to drink, and they're like, no, you're a baby. Every job for majority of my jobs, I'm getting out of that now that I'm actually getting older. Right. But every job I've had for the first like seven, eight years out of high school, everywhere I went, I was the baby, and I'm the baby in my family. I'm used to it. It does nothing to me. Yeah. I know. And here's the thing: you can come at me all you want. I'm going to be able to come back at you 10 times harder because I spent my entire life protecting myself with jokes and with pranks against my older brothers. Right. Uh, so I, I know how to get back at you. I was that brother that like the phone, the cell, his, my oldest brother's phone would start ringing and I would grab it and run. And he would, <laughs> and like, so his phone's ringing and he's chasing me and then I would run until it stopped ringing and then I would stop, turn around and be like, yeah, hey, I think you got a missed call or something. 
and then hand to him and, and, and walk away. What a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just like, now I know what to do the next time your phone goes up. You're just going to run away from me? That's <laughs> <sucks. Your phone. laughs> It'll just be somebody calling you about your car's extended warranty. Or yeah, you can have it. I'm not chasing you for that. <laughs> yeah, have it. Toss it out the window while you're at it. Come on. <laughs> so, big part of Christmas is getting presents, especially when you're a young person. Let's go around the room. We'll start with you, Justin. What was the coolest Christmas present you ever got? That's an awesome question. Um, I love giving gifts more than receiving. I will say that I'm that guy. But most awesome Christmas gift. I'm going to say, because, I, I mean, of course... You know it's going to be something wrestling related because <laughs> yeah, that's who I am. Um, I'm probably going to go, at least thinking about as a kid. So as a kid, I, okay, it's one gift because it was a, a consistent thing. As a kid, I would always, I collected wrestling DVDs. Every pay-per-view, I would always get the DVD year round. It was just like the day it went on sale, I was at Kmart and I got it. And I have stacks of DVDs for pay-per-views for, I want to say it's like eight years consecutive. And wow. Christmas, and it's funny because my I, I, I acted like, I knew it was coming, right? Every year for Christmas, my mom would get me that DVD. You know, that would be part of my Christmas presents even though i was getting them every month anyway that was the most exciting thing i would always get like just the, the just thinking about like unwrapping a gift and like seeing john cena's face on the you know i'm like oh my god like just that like when you start to you know see what it is yeah as the papers coming off i just lost my mind every time with that. so yeah so i'm gonna go with my wrestling dvds because i still have nice. those today when I was uh, when I was growing up, my parents, it was the like early to mid eighties, and they were like, "Well, we need to get them a computer." And at the time, everyone was getting the Commodore sixty four. They went in the other direction and got me what was called the Atari eight hundred. Oh um, man! And they got it because my uncle, who was always big on technology and would have like the latest things, like he had a laser disc player when they were starting, he had a VHS player when they were starting out, and all that stuff. Um, he had the Atari eight hundred. Um, but he also, he gave me the same year I got that computer, a box full of floppy disks and every floppy disk had four games on it. And as a child, I didn't understand that all of these games were pirated, but in retrospect, I was like, wait a second. He gave me like 50 pirated games for Christmas. The way to do it. That's wait, the, that was, that was definitely a big deal for me. When I have kids, I'm doing that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like for me, like when I was a, a kid, it every single one that I can think of, it was always a game system. Yeah. Or, or like even getting older. So the three that came to mind were I got a Super Nintendo that came with Donkey Kong Country. Nice. We know how obsessed I am of that. Yes. I got an N64, which had Banjo Tooie on it. Yep. Which was that one. And then you got me a Switch. Did I get you that? Oh, I did get you that. It was, yeah, that was right. like a birthday Christmas hybrid. Yeah. Um, And that, like, the, all three of those were 
pretty much my favorite things that so I had gotten for Christmas. Just, just go see Christmas with Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, the Christmas Tendo or right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there was what was the other thing I thought of? Because there was one more. Oh, one Christmas, my aunt gave me. I just got and I bought it with my birthday money, which I had bought like a like a Walkman. Mm-hmm. I had got a CD player finally, and she bought me. Britney Spears' Baby One More Time and Backstreet Boys Millennium. And they were both in, like, in the same package. Those were like the first CDs I owned. Nice. And I had those on tape already, but she knew I wanted them for my CD player. Yep. So she got... See, I've always been this person of like, no, now I need it for this thing. Yep. Like I had a Switch and I already had Tony Hawk on the PS4 and I'm like, but no, now I need it on the Switch. You bring up game systems. Getting the PlayStation Two was a game changer back then, though. I mean, well, it was a DVD player and a game player and a music player, and that was the first game system where it, the graphics were somewhat like legit, legit. And like you said, like to be a DVD player and to be like that was the. I know there was game systems before that, but that was like the first like, yo, this feels real game system. That so was to get back- that. That was back when the jump between systems graphically was always obvious. It was always like, whoa, this looks way better. <laughs> uh, I I went from PlayStation 4 to 5. Or I actually got uh, Mia a, a PS5 for Christmas last year. And I'm like, yo, this looks like <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're kind of hitting the diminishing returns part. Like, there, it's, it's a little prettier, but it's not yeah. that much of a jump. It, it's a Man. little... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's a little emphasis on a little, like a yeah. little print. Like it's not much. I am still mad that they took away the ability to put CDs in those things. That is wild. Yeah. You're paying that much money for a system and it can't play a fucking CD. Are you serious right now? Absolutely wild. Like I get that CDs are not exactly like in a hot commodity these days, but like if you go over to a record store or even a thrift store, you can find an old ass CD and be like, oh man, I want to listen to this shit. Yep. Can't do no. it. I can listen to it in my car. That is it. I I thank my lucky stars. The PlayStation 4 still plays DVDs. Yeah. That's just strictly Blu rays. Yeah. Are you uh, a big, uh, do, do you decorate a whole bunch for Christmas? Yes. Not. I mean, so I'm, this is our only my second Christmas in my home. So uh, not too much. It's funny you say that. I just bought a Christmas tree, a little tree for us, you know, to have in the living room. You know, so we didn't because we moved in September last year. So that was we were still brand new in the place. Right. So we didn't last year. This year we're doing the tree. We're actually decorating the tree tonight to have a little something uh, yeah, normally I am. It doesn't feel right. You know, my mom, lo- that's another thing. Again, my mom's amazing. Like my mom is the reason why I have, I, I love Christmas because on top of the baking, she loves, she could work in a, like a shop that like displays the trees because she takes that shit so seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Decorating her tree. She, she has it up. I was at her place over the weekend and she has it up and looking pretty, looking good. And, uh, it didn't feel right. If it wasn't up, you know what I mean? And it just felt so much more special when it was up. And the the, the taking down of the tree come January is a depressing feeling for me. <laughs> it really is. Like, it all, like, even honestly, the end of Christmas night when all the parties are over and we're home from the families or the family left or whatever we did, it's such a, like, a down feeling. Just not a crazy, but just like, damn, it's over. Like, you know, we'll yeah. do it again. Like, but the damn... 
it just it, it, it feels a little sad when it's over. It really does. I'm I'm that cliche guy. I feel like I leave it up until after New Year. Most yeah, of the I do. Well, yeah. a, big, a big part of it for me for me growing up and even now is that like cats love Christmas trees, so. <laughs> Huh. I, I, you know, I we get a big box that the cats like to play in. It just sits in the living room for months because yeah, I just like yeah, they like it. It's fine. No, my yeah. seventy-year-old mother will still like climb the ladder and get up on the roof and put the lights up. And I'm ah. like, you need to stop. Yeah, you need to. Stop. She's not going to stop. Ever. No, she's not. No, I, if, if there's one thing that you can joke about overall is that there are creepy similarities between Joyce and I in regard to not stopping. Right. We have just like, can't sit still. Not at all. Like if she takes a week off and she's losing her mind by like day one. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm going here. Well, I'm going to Tennessee. I'm going to this place. I'm going, stop riding your motorcycle to Tennessee alone. <laughs> You're 70 years old. Has <laughs> a motorcycle at 70 years old? Yeah. She's got a motorcycle. I love her. <laughs> she has amazing badass too. I want her for Christmas. There you go. There you go. Do you have any uh, suggestions if people that uh, want to celebrate Christmas in the in the JV way? In the JV way, I a don't, and this might be a little controversial. Christmas. Everyone talks about Christmas music. Whatever. Get away from the classics. Honestly, yeah. Yep. You know what I mean. Find whatever artists that you like. I guarantee you, if you go down your list of artists, you probably have a Christmas collection out there somewhere. Uh, the the Christmas music that is written by artists, originals, and I'm not talking covers of the classics of their own. There's a lot more meaning in those. Again, I'm a very meaningful, emotional guy. I'm I'm like I'm that way with my music, and I don't just want to hear about oh it's snowing, yay. I want to hear about what, you know, the emotions of Christmas because that's what makes Christmas special for me. So find those because that really, even if they're a little, you know, the lyrics itself are a little sad, that will get you to appreciate Christmas a lot. Um, and outside of that, like, honestly, the cliche of like, tell tell the person you, you that you, you love, your family, your partner, your friends, whatever, remind them of that. And it doesn't have to be gifts. I, Christmas is not about gifts. That is just a part of it, right? I am not that guy that will force gifts. If I have an idea of, of a gift for you, I will, I'm going to get it, right? But there are some times whether, you know, and obviously not talking situationally, if, you know, financially speaking, that's a whole different story. But then again, it's not forced. If I don't have an idea for a gift for you, you don't need something, you don't want whatever, I'm not going to get it. You know what I mean? It's not just about that. That's not what Christmas is. Sometimes it's just just being there for them, right? And I and again, that's Christmas is that time where everyone actually does this. It should be done year round, but at least for Christmas, remind the people that you surround yourself with how much they mean to you, because that goes a very, very, very long way. Because there's a lot of people that this time of year gets very emotional for for their own reasons, and they want to kick off the new year feeling a certain special type of way and feeling like they have a reason to keep moving forward. And you are that reason. You are part of that reason. Remind them of that. Don't just assume they know. Hey, Justin, I yeah. love you. I love you too. Love- <laughs> Jamie, it's been great to talk to you. It's really put me in the mood for the Christmas season. And of course, we'd love, 
we love you and uh we love that you're uh still in the wrestling game with your yeah. around the ring podcast you go it's been a crazy year for wrestling and you've been covering it all where can people find it yeah, we got uh, WIF.com, uh, the U- WIF YouTube page. Check out all of our episodes every Wednesday. Uh, for you WWE heads, uh, Grayson Waller's joining the show soon this week. Yes. Uh, next week, we got Bianca Belair joining the show. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. And then uh, they are going to be at LCA December 27th. We are going to be at LCA December 27th doing a little fun little special hook yes. you up prize thing on, their, on your way in. So if you're going to the show find myself and Daryl, uh, we're going to hook you up with some stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Excellent. Well, happy holidays, Justin. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Really Big Fan Podcast, and thank you once again to JV for hanging out with us in between his very busy roar around the ring duties. He actually just interviewed Grayson Waller. And uh, that video is going up on YouTube and over at WRIF.com. Man, I haven't said that in a minute. That phrase. <laughs> I, I see that dog with the, the the planes yeah. behind you. Like. <laughs> <laughs> see, we're making fun of it and the thing blipped out. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, make sure you check out Around the Ring, Justin, and uh, uh, I think it's, it's, it's not Veritas with him. Who's his partner? Fuck, I, I can't remember. It. And, and I'm very I've never met him before. So no, but he's a cool dude, and now he has to put up with Justin in a wrestling capacity. <laughs> so my heart goes out to him. But thank thank you guys, and, and check out Roar Around the Ring, as well as our Patreon, over at patreon.com backslash reallybigfanpod, where you can get not only ad-free versions of this show, but you can also get our really big fan podcast double feature just recorded the last one of the year with Mr. Mike Pandoff over the weekend. It should be going up in a week or two. And uh, we've got some great movies for next year that I'm looking forward to. It's the show's gotten a little weird because our top 10 doesn't change all that much anymore. Yeah. You guys like went for your favorites right in the beginning and now they're not shifting. Well, that's the thing is that we set the bar so high with the first couple of episodes that now it's, it's a fight to get anything into that top five at all. Right. Like one of us will be like, this is my favorite movie of all time. And the other one will be like, eh, it's fine. And it'll end up somewhere at like seven or eight. Right. So those keep shifting. Right. I don't think you guys are going to get heat out of there. It's not going to happen. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's really, it's it's rough. Did you guys already shove The Departed off the list? Yeah. Well, it's not off the list, but it's in the bottom 10 now. Okay. Well, that's still acceptable in my eyes. Right. Sucker Punch is still the bottom movie. So Sucker Punch needs to fall. <laughs> that that one needs to fall off for sure. It does not deserve to be in the likes of the rest of the movies. I've definitely there. I've definitely got some movies. Fallen. Did Fallen already go off? I think it's in the bottom ten. I can look. Because Fallen is is great. These are it, you, you're getting at least the knowledge of what is on these lists by me asking all of these questions on air, but right. need to know what what the current list is. Let's I see. Some of these don't deserve it. So yeah, Fallen is is looks like like sixteen. Uh-huh. It's like Fallen, The Departed, Strange Days, and Sucker Punch are rounding out the bottom four. How is Predator still in there? It's really good. It's 
the, the original bodies bodies is not deserved dad needs to fall off immediately that I enjoyed it awful. I enjoyed it like, the music was terrible it was like it was funny but like it, it's an awful movie like it's certainly not it's, it's not gonna stay yeah it's certainly that, that's what I'm saying is like the top five are like Heat Pil- Scott Pilgrim uh, Prey the Predator sequel that Hulu had Back to the Future and Baby Driver and it's really hard to get anything past Baby Driver yeah, and I mean, Baby Driver was really good. I don't. I've never seen Prey, so I. Like, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's a, it's a good Predator sequel. But like number three, really, really? Yeah, I. We we thought it was pretty good. I think it was a. I think it was a compromise because I think, uh, I think Mike had it even higher, and I was like, nah, it's not. It's good, but it's not that good. Yeah, like I'm. I'm kind of sad that Inception is as low as it is. Yeah. You know, and, and both in that's what I'm saying. Parted. It's it's a fascinating game to be playing. Yeah, to see where some of these movies are ending up. Yeah, you, if you don't already have your your cost in on the Patreon, you should go listen to these because this is mind boggling how it ended up like this. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think the only way to do it is black box through the episodes to see what happens. Five, five bucks a month. And you can hang out with us and listen to us talk about some of our favorite movies. Oh, and, of course, we encourage you to hit us up on all of our social media and let us know uh, what you think of the the movies that we picked, if you've got some movies you want us to put in there, and what you think of our show. And if you're a really big fan uh, of something, maybe let us know on social media. Yeah, maybe we'd we'll, like to know. if you... we'll tap you for an episode. Exactly, because we would... I, I know as much as, like, we have a bunch of friends that are really into stuff, it's hard to know sometimes, like, who to ask of, like... Do you want to talk about a thing? Some people are for like really 20 30 minutes. Like I've tried to get Christy to be on multiple times yeah. she's not like a public speaker. What she what she goes on Twitch. I know. I don't understand it either, but I'm like, "Come on, <laughs> do it." It's not just like difficult. I think it's just the attention. Yeah, maybe. It's like when she's on her channel, it's people that she knows versus like she knows us. I, I mean, we I, I, was it Erica that was like, that was really pleasant. It was just like a conversation. I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Well, that, I told Jacob the same thing. And yep. like, I know. So there was an interview that I had to uh, postpone and it was with my buddy Brandon Conlon, who does did like the graphics for Fight You because I have to okay. that way on here or else nobody knows what it is. Fight You. Um, and uh, I had to postpone that episode, but... He's like, okay, well, how's the flow work? And how does this work? How does this work? And I'm like, it's really not that it's, that, yeah. that rigid. It's like, please tell us why you like a thing. And we're going to talk to you and ask questions about why you like a thing. We don't plan. We just think oh, of things. We're, we're not. a conversation like about something you really, really like. Exactly. And so we just want to like show people our friends like cool shit, I guess, is what that works. And have something positive. Because that was the whole basis of this in the first place. Yeah. For as much as I get on my show, soapbox and yell it about things during the news. <laughs> right. I, it's supposed to be positive. <laughs> well, it's time for our serotonin boost. And I've got mine. Right off the bat. Mine is actually two completely separate things. Okay. But I feel like I have to mention them both this week. Mm-hmm. So so allow me a, a little bit of cheating. Good. The first one is I think I might be back on my bullshit with Fortnite. Yeah. Because they... So Fortnite has added a, a rocket racing mode, which is mm-hmm. Mario Kart without the items, essentially. Like, it's just a straight up racing game with Rocket League cars. 
and it's fine. It's all right. Uh, the new season of Fortnite, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, has, uh, if you buy the Battle Pass, you can get Solid Snake, mm-hmm. and that's kind of fun. Uh, friend of the show, Invisible Tony, sent me what somebody said was a screenshot of the Ninja Turtle skin mm-hmm. for when those come out in the new year. Nice. But the big news, which you already are aware of, is that they've added Rock Band to Fortnite in the way of Fortnite Festival. They actually got harmonics to, like take the rock band engine and put it in Fortnite. And yeah. you can you can play the drums, you can play the bass, you can play the lead, which is usually either a keyboard or a, a guitar. And then you can play the vocals just like you would play any of the other instruments with the, the, the buttons. So I want the instruments because that's better. And uh, a day after it went up on Fortnite, an article came out saying that uh, between harmonics and epic games uh, they are interested in producing plastic instruments yes. to play fortnite festival and it's interesting because there's the there's the main stage which plays just like rock band with a couple of fine-tuned things to it like now there are um there are what would essentially be pull-offs on a guitar mm-hmm. notes so there's notes where you you put the note button down and then there's notes where you have to pull the button up so it'll usually they'll be right after a button where you have to put it down, but you have to pull it off in time yeah. with the thing. Um, and there's a couple of other very small changes, but I think they're all improvements, you know, refinements to the engine kind of thing. It's really fun to see everybody's Fortnite skins in the in the game. Mm-hmm. Like why well, I played in a band that was like Spider-Man 2099. Uh, it was like an anime girl. There was an anime girl in there, I think. Uh, Rogue from the X Men was in the, in a band in the same band, and then like Eminem. Yep, I liked that when you were um, playing bass as Optimus Prime wearing the twenty ninety nine cape. It looks pretty badass. I feel like if it they need to make the instruments match the the character though, because right? Well, like a green bass or something. And that's like, the that's the thing is that you can. <laughs> buy new instruments you can get new stuff through mm-hmm. a battle pass system or something like that or they're changing songs up just like they change skins every day or so mm-hmm. uh but the songs are about like four or five dollars yeah uh which is a little steep considering rock band songs were like two dollars but the fact that you get them in you like i said there's main stage and then there's what's called the festival stage and you get them in these loops that are a lot like that card game that harmonics made yeah so you get like the bass the lead the vocal and the drum loop and then you can go on a stage with other people and play your loop along with other people's loops from other people's songs right and then it's you can shift everything in key or beat per minute to make it faster or slower or you know to make sure that everything matches up mm-hmm. every time you play with it so you can get these really weird i was singing mr brightside to like some other song <laughs> Um, so it's it's pretty fun. I I, I think I'm I'm definitely logging in more than I have been. Yeah, last week or so just to play with it. When I've heard you play multiple songs from the weekend at this point, and I'm like, yeah. I don't even think that you knew this many weekends. I don't until now. I this is how I used to experience new music. And uh, like Olivia Rodrigo has come up a couple times too, and like I don't listen to her like. If anybody is an industry plant, it's Olivia Rodrigo, <laughs> and somehow she's never getting called an industry plant. Well, this is the last. She's in there. This is the last thing <laughs> I'll mention about it, which I think is a cool improvement. Is that 
if you play online with other people, you get access to their library of songs along with yours. So you can make up a set list because there's four people. Each get, person gets to pick a song, but it makes a library out of everybody's music. So like in the battle pass for it right now is I, my songs know what you did in the dark. And I haven't sprung for the battle pass because it's the only thing in the battle pass I want. Right. But I keep playing with people who have the battle pass and have unlocked it already. So I get to play it. Yeah, that's great. Which is great. Which yeah. is why, like, when Mr. Brightside came up, I was like, okay, I'll buy that just to see how this works. <laughs> That'll be my first track to experiment with and see how. This. So whenever somebody plays with me, they get an opportunity to play Mr. Brightside. Nice. Real quick, the other thing I wanted to mention is that I was at the comic store last night. And uh, I, I didn't get your name, but somebody called the store looking for X-Men Blue and recognized my voice and said they were listening to the podcast from last week <laughs> at the moment and heard me talking about X-Men Blue and wanted to read it. Oh, that's awesome. It was very cool. And thank you very much for listening. <laughs> you did not tell me that yesterday. That's I did. great. No, but that was that is absolutely when you all tell us you listened and uh, and you want to talk to us about something we talked about. Always a serotonin boost. Hell yeah. What about you? Mine happened while we were sitting here in the middle of the interview. I pulled up my Instagram and was looking at my notifications, and the Smashing Pumpkins shared my post about their concert being my favorite of the summer with my photography in it. Yeah. So, like, I had put um, Tonight Tonight in the background of the story and then added pictures of Billy, Jimmy, and... um, Ah, why am I blanking on his name? James. James, yes. Um, in the story, and they shared it to their story, and I'm like, they noticed me. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, happy early birthday to me, man. Like this is uh, <laughs> this is actually coming full circle because you had your soapbox moment about Keanu Reeves band Dogstar, mm-hmm. um, and then Smashing Pumpkins shared your thing, and you took pictures of three members of a band that has like six members okay. in it. No, because I fit could only fit so many in the story. Jack Bates is crying right now. No, I would have put all of those in there, but also I put them three in there specifically just because of the fact that they're the three members that are always in the band. Right. So that was why they were there. It wasn't that I was trying to slight anyone else. If I had a gallery of 10 that I could have fit, everybody would have been in there. You're the reason the other guitar player left the band. I am not. Because you didn't t- put a picture Shut of it. Shut up. No, that's not what it was. <laughs> so mean. It's also Tom DeLonge's birthday. I forgot to mention that earlier. Oh, nice. So I, w- I was like, I would post a picture of Tom DeLonge today, but I don't have one. So happy birthday to Jacob's favorite Blink 182 member, Tom DeLonge. We'll be back next week for our last show of the season, and then we'll be back in the new year. But in the meantime, as I said, follow us on social media, check us out on Patreon, and you can follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash reallybigfanpod, all one word, where you can hang out with us on Wednesday nights as we record the show. And then uh, once once I have two weeks off, you can bet I'll be streaming some video games. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Us. What do you mean they're watching us? There, the camera's active.
They're looking. They're looking in on our lives. They're looking in on our soup. Thanks for saying hi, Born Done. Very happy to see you. <laughs> and also, I'm I'm jealous of your your doobie. So I'm gonna go get high now. Yeah. <laughs> now I want cookies. Get cookies. You want cookies? I want wheat. You want wheat? Yeah. Yep, that's me. You want cookies? Yeah, and then I want cookies and Bye. chips and soup. Hey. And hey. bagel. Are you fat shaming me? No, I'm shaping the <laughs> goblin in you that gets high and then wants to eat a little bit of everything. I eat cravings for a lot of stuff. 